Independent. Expressive of a spirit of independence, self-confident, unconstrained. Good evening, Happy New Year, and welcome to Independence Day. My name is Joe Armstrong, and this is the show that examines the changing face of the music business and the people who are doing the changing. Independence Day brings you independent artists, producers, and music industry visionaries with in-depth interviews, live performances, and inside information without hype and direct from the artists who practice their craft. Tonight on Independence Day, we are very happy to have Geronimo Getty. Geronimo Getty's scratchy indie folk plays like the love child of Billy Bragg and John Lee Hooker. Gritty slide guitar wrestles with a perfectly off-kilter fiddle. Loping bass lines snake through the mix between stabs from cracking snare snaps and ramshackle hi-hat flurries. And holding the whole thing together as it careens forward is the band's creative conscience, singer and guitarist Aaron Kyle. Welcome to Independence Day, Aaron. Thanks. Thanks for having us. We are, Like I said, we are very honored to have you here This uh, at the beginning of 2012. This will being the last year of our planet, of course, so <laughs> making you one of our last guests, I December guess. December 21st. And also riding shotgun with you, we have uh, Valerie McCann, who's going to be singing some background vocals with yes. you. Please uh, say hello, Valerie, if you would. Hi, guys. Welcome. Welcome to the both of you. Thanks. How were your holidays? They were great. Yeah. They were great. Yeah, Val is my girlfriend, so we, uh, we spent the holidays together. At least New Year's. So in in Phoenix, Arizona. Okay. Beautiful Phoenix, Arizona. Beautiful Phoenix, Arizona. Do you have? No, you're from the area, so you, I have, have, you don't have to go anywhere far. I don't. I have to go to Glendale, <laughs> which is not far at all. It's not. And and Val, for you, are you? Do you have? You're from the area, or no? I'm from the East Coast, but my mom lives in Phoenix now. So okay. And all my family sort of converged on her house. Yeah, it's it's funny. I, I know a few people like that. Like as they've moved west, it's like they, you know, it's not like the wagon trains from the 1800s. Right. You know, but as they as they came out in like the 2000s, you know, the the aughts. You know, like they when they other people came to visit and their family and kind of like, oh, OK, right. This is pretty cool. Maybe we should come out, too. So I have a few friends like that who their families are now transplants. They live out here, too. Um, so, yeah, how, my holidays were, were good. Um, yeah. You know, uh, greetings to all of our fans out there. And you were in Atlanta. Chicago. I actually know I went to Alabama. Ooh. Uh, my uh, my fa- I'm from Chicago, but my family moved there. Uh, it's okay. my dad's side of the family's from there. It's a, it's a pretty place. Uh-huh. Uh, excellent barbecue, good weather, good family. Nice. Um, very rural. Yeah. Uh, my parents' property is surrounded by national forest on, I think, all four sides. That's awesome. So the stars are pretty, and it's quiet, um, which is one of my favorite things about going there. And I have a very, very big family, so right. it was nice to see all of them. Um, but we're not. This is not about me. The show's about you. <laughs> you've had good holidays. Just keep it asking you questions. Yeah, and so you're, you've got this band, Geronimo Getty, uh-huh. and you know why? You know, it's is this a band that is a regular lineup of people that kind of operate under this name, like a traditional band, or is it more of a situation where it's kind of like um, the Golden Palominos, where there's one guy in the band that's him, and then he's always surrounding himself with other players. Like how how steady is your you know how reliable not reliable excuse me how steady is your lineup? Well, I I would like it to be as steady as possible, but I think you know it's hard to get people to consistently commit to something that they're not getting paid for at the moment. Right. Um, you know, I I pay people when I can, but right. I can't pay people all the time. So. You know, that really limits my possibilities of, of having, like, a steady group. Yeah. Uh, Chris, who is my guitar player and was in um, uh, my old band, Let's Switch, with me, okay. um, he has been playing guitar with me and, and helped me record the record the entire time. So he's been an integral part of the band, and he just had a, uh, a baby son. Oh, so, cool. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah. So Henry, Happy birthday. Henry has been taking up a lot of his time. But, uh, and sleep. Yeah, totally, totally. It's transformed because he always had, he had a baby girl. Uh, a few, okay. So he has a three year old girl, and now he's got a baby son. Um, so you know, he's sort of the other component of this. That um, you know, if I can get him to come play, I'm more than happy to have him because uh-huh. he's an unbelievable musician. So, yeah, yeah. Um, but for the most part, it's just going to be me and whoever I can drag along. If I can okay. get people to come play with me, I think it's awesome. Yeah. If not, I'm just going to try and play these songs acoustic wherever I yeah. can. That's kind of the benefit and the drawback of living and playing in Los Angeles is that you've got this huge pool of really great musicians, but everybody's scrambling to get work. Totally. So everybody's busy. You know, Everybody I know, there's a lot of cross-pollinization in bands in L.A. Like every, Almost every artist I have in here is in eight bands. Right. You know, And the members of that band are in eight bands. So sure. It's like, at any given night, you know, I'd have a four-piece band in here who represents 32 bands right, <laughs> you right, know right. and that's but you know but it's great to have access to it these is musicians totally here, yeah you know? yeah and the guys that i play with like the drummer is in a band called the less uh less blanks um he's played he plays with the honey love and cells 
you know, the bass players and Division Day, and then he also yeah. plays with uh, a couple other LA bands. So, you know, it's definitely, you know, everybody is being stretched a little thin, yeah, uh, for sure. So, it, you yeah. know, and I think that goes with everybody that I've asked to, yeah, try and play with me. It's like, well, I've got, you know, two rehearsals this week with two other groups, and right. you know, I'll fit you in on this right. three-hour block, and hopefully, you can make it. Yeah, and you hope to strike a spark, you know, and totally. then and like and then be able to hold on to those players you know because yeah. that's one thing you know i've always set out like you know i usually play under my name when i perform I, right. i've had band names over the years but then like as people at is as the band atrophied you know because you don't unless you get a, a certain level of success where you can actually pay people to show up after a while there's like this natural life cycle of a band right where people get married people need money people whatever they're going to do they just kind of go off and do their own thing but you know what you try to do is get enough momentum and enough uh buzz around your band and then maybe get a little green yeah, a little coming comes, in sure. and then right. then you try to retain those people uh-huh. you know, but that's really the only way you can yeah I think if I can just sort of enjoy playing by myself put out this record and you know I think the guys that I'm pl- that are on the record that play with me live whenever I need like a a full band to play they've they've, yeah. they've been able to come through so I've been pretty lucky do you have a do you have a preference of playing solo or with a band I don't. Um, I think the live band situation brings out a different personality in me. Yeah. Um, but definitely, like, I, I give it. There, I feel like the the solo stuff is definitely more intimate, and I yeah. and I and I feel like I engage with the crowd in a different way than I would uh, when I play with a full band because there's just a lot of energy and there's a lot of rocking. Right. Whereas, like, the solo stuff, I really get to like. I feel like I got to yeah. speak to the audience a little bit better than. Yeah, unusual. You know? I I enjoy the contrast. Right, like one without the other would drive me crazy. You know, if I was only doing all the solo shows or only doing yeah uh, all band shows. Yeah, like I've that. done the the solo thing like on tours and stuff, and it's you know you can go and play thirty dates or whatever by yourself, and after day you know, or day four, you know, you're like, I can't believe I got another. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like yeah, it's just it, it's a it's. A, it's lonely, and, and B, it's like, well, it's nice to have people on stage with you, playing yeah. with you, and even if it's just yeah. a guitar player or or if someone playing the tambourine yeah. or whatever. It's a metaphor know? for life. It's nice to have someone along to share the totally, ride. Totally, totally. You know, no matter yeah. no matter what the situation, be it music or otherwise. Totally. And let's. Uh, I want to give our listeners a listen to something that you've been working on. This is a new record, correct? And when yeah. is this coming out? This is a. In, it's a record called this Darkness High. Hopefully, but... like April or May. That's okay. What, that's what I'm shooting for. So what we're going to play here. This is the title track it from is. from Darkness Hides, and these are kind of unmastered, but they're pretty close, right? Yeah, they're just it's got to be mastered. Yeah, just just a little bit of spit shine uh-huh. is all they need. Sure. Um, so this is the track. This is Geronimo Getty. We've got Aaron Kyle and Val riding shotgun here. Darkness Hides, the title track from that record on Independence Day. Beside me tonight, hope by God you will find the light. You could break free, or don't you see? The blurry lines of a one night high cut you down in these desert skies. Oh, yeah, we'll break you free. I like to be alone Keep these lights on every day and night Watching for shadows, darkness eyes Streets and no motels Feed the devil His meat in hell Oh yeah You could break 
it free Don't you see And that, Darkness Hides from Geronimo Getty. We are very fortunate to have the core, the uh, progenitor, the main man of Geronimo <laughs> Getty. This is Mr. Aaron Kyle in the studio with us today. Say hello, Aaron. Hello. And we have Val, like I said, running, uh, riding shotgun as well. She's going to be singing some background vocals. She is. And chiming in when she feels it's necessary with witty comments and banter. <laughs> She's just smiling at me right now. So everybody, hey, welcome back. It's New Year's. It's been a, it's been a great holiday season. No major tragedies. Uh, everybody traveled safely that I know. Uh, Santa was nice to me. I hope he was nice to you too. Uh, although Santa brought me a cold on the flight back home uh, from 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 parts unknown. I already had a cold before Christmas, so I, don't I sort of got sick. rid of it beforehand. Yeah, I don't get sick out here as much as I really? did back in Chicago. I would get what I called my permacough. Right. I would get a cold like wh- whether it was in like October or March. And anywhere in there, I'd get my first cold and then keep that cough until the weather broke, uh-huh. which if you're not from Chicago, you don't really understand what no, that means. But but the weather breaks eventually and like it gets warm finally and right. stops raining and being miserable. And I would just keep that cough until it got warm outside. Really? Wow. And here I don't get that. It's huh. like a blessed of it's like a blessed thing. Yeah, I uh, I got sick a lot when I, I smoked for about 15 years. And uh, I, uh, you know, during that time, I definitely was was sick a lot more. And then. Yeah. Last few years, I've, I really get sick. Yeah, it's nice. I love it. It's it's great out here, and then we've had the most amazing weather. We were in this, you know, those of you out there and, and elsewhere other than L.A., we are having a, a beautiful yeah, little, little heat outside. wave. It's it was beautiful. the most glorious day. I wore sandals today. Yeah, you wear shorts. <laughs> it was a beautiful, beautiful thing. I slept with my windows open. You know, they're months away from that in my hometown. <laughs> yeah, the windows were open months. when we got home. It was nice. It's 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 a beautiful thing. I, I digress. I love the weather here. I can't yeah, talk too. enough about it. Me anyway. Too. My name is Joe Armstrong. You're listening to Independence Day. We are broadcasting from the campus of Pasadena City College. As I said, we have John Mulgetti here, Mr. Aaron Kyle, and Val McCann. And uh, you guys are going to play some music for us in a few minutes. Yeah. But before that, on the break, we were talking about, um, like, you know, you're not actually a full-time musician. I'm not. I mean, but, but so, so many people aren't these days because you don't have to be and you don't really need to be. I think it's kind of tough to be a full-time musician. I think... Uh, if you can make it happen and and you know live sort of you know hand to mouth kind of thing, um, yeah, you know, more power to you. I think it's awesome when when yeah. I see like my friends that are like they're playing gigs, you know, three to four a week, and they're they're making making ends meet. It's pretty yeah. pretty cool. A lot of it though, like there's a ratio. It's not as glamorous as no. people think. Like people out in in the world. You know, they imagine like the lives of all musicians being like the lives of the musicians they see on television, but that's a farce too. Well, there are those people, but it's yeah. like the percentage. You know, it's it's top one percent of musicians are doing those big gravy gigs. Yeah, and it's also not in L.A. Yeah, you know, like I think I think 
you know, you can be a musician in New Orleans or you can be a musician in Portland or Austin, you know, or in Austin when your rent's $200 a month. Yeah. Um, but in LA, you know, even the cheapest rent in Echo Park or, or even in like Highland Park or wherever the cheap rents are, like in Boyle Heights, it's, it's still going to be like six fifty. dollars you know what I mean? That's a yeah. cheap, that's a cheap place a with cheap, free cockroaches. Cheap place. Yeah. I lived in a place in Echo Park, you know seven or eight years ago that was four twenty five a month for rent. Yeah. And I was like living awesome. Yeah. You know? And that was that was great. But yeah, now yeah, yeah. it's not even you can't even find a place like that. We we pay for the weather. We pay dearly. Yeah. And it was it. a Roche Motel, by the way. It yeah. was next to a Roche Motel. Yeah, 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 yeah. So <laughs> but you've got a you've got a gig that allows you some flexibility. I do. I do. Know? I so work you, at Getty Images. You get out and so uh, awesome. yeah, it's like a repository yeah. of of news images of all kinds. You yeah. see them. You see them every, people see Getty Images every single day on the internet. Totally. They just don't know they're seeing them. Yeah. Um and but this this provides you a lot of flexibility. Like so you, so you get out and tour. Well, it, it allows me some flexibility. Like I can take a week tour up the up the up the coast or something, or I can do, you know, fifteen to twenty days if I need to. Although my boss is really cool about it, um, you know, hopefully he's not listening to this and hear me gloat about it. But you know, they've been super flexible about me leaving uh, for work um, or for for music. Uh, so yeah, it's been nice. You know, the other guys in your band are they full time musicians as well? Or no, no, my uh, my guitar player uh, Chris, he owns his own. Um, uh, construction business. Oh my God! He and his he and his uh, basically means it owns him. <laughs> yeah. Really? Well, he does. Uh, he started doing like little odd jobs and stuff for people, and now he's got a, a full on business where he hires yeah. like two or three guys oh, every wow. once in a while and like you know does a lot of work. So um, that keeps him really busy. Obviously, and the kids. He has a couple of kids. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, he has his own construction business. Um, the bass player that usually plays with me works over at Art Center. Okay. Um, the drummer as a, you know, works at a law office or something like that. So I think, you know, everybody's got a job on some kind of level and after five o'clock, everybody's playing music and, you know, I don't know too many people that are making their ends meet on, on just playing music. My, uh, old drummer, uh, is a recording engineer and also a producer. Um, so he can, he can, he can do it and he's double dipping essentially. he He can do it, but it's, it's tough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, do you like when you? So, you're are you totally self produced, or are you on a label when you release these albums? Uh, this record will probably. I'm not sure what I'm going to do with it. Um, I'm hoping a label will put it out, and yeah. if not, then I'll put it out myself. Okay, and 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 this the, the moniker uh, Geronimo Getty. I mean, forgive me, but how long have you been playing under this moniker? Like, is there another release under this, or no, will this, will this is be it. the first? This will one? be the first release. Yeah, okay, just, I, I we we recorded this. Uh, I recorded this in my basement. Um, okay. Started in March, okay. uh, so it's been an idea of doing this solo project. I was in a band called Lay Switch, um, that played around LA, and you know, you know, did the rounds for five or six years, and we had our final gig um, at the Satellite, which was like in August or something like that. So, yeah. you know, that was was definitely winding down, and 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 I knew that there was going to be an end in sight pretty soon. Right. So. This was just the natural progression to, I wanted to start something that was mine and where I wasn't necessarily writing with too many other people. Like Chris had some input on, on some of these songs and, um, but it was definitely like I had the final say I could, I could yeah, go yeah, downstairs yeah. and I could record a guitar part and, yeah. and, and it was like, okay. And I didn't have to like, uh, you know, explain yeah. to anybody what, what I was doing. Now, do you, do you write collaboratively or do you tend to just kind of hammer out tunes on your own and then bring them to people and have them add their stuff? What's, what's your, what's your working uh, arrangement? I, I let people sort of play what they want to play on the records. Um, if I hear something that, that doesn't jive well, I think I'll definitely speak up. Yeah. Um, it's like veto power. Yeah. I, I think it's important for people to have their artistic elements on my stuff, you know what I mean? Because like I'm gonna write the song and I'm gonna do my thing, and I don't want to tell anybody how to how to play drums or how yeah. to play bass because they obviously do that. So yeah. it's really none of my business to tell people how to play. You know what's funny, man? <laughs> I, I actually learned to play all those different instruments so I could boss people. Really? <laughs> I think there's you know, and I think it works for people, man. I think yeah. it does. You know, I think there's people. I know plenty of people that you know, like they're writing all the parts and they yeah. they get really frustrated with how yeah. other people play. And so they write all the stuff themselves, and yeah. dude, power to you. I don't even yeah. want. I don't want to spend that much time working yeah. out well, parts. Yeah, well, it wasn't so much. 
it wasn't so much that. Like, I wanted to be able to speak their language. Right. You know, I say that tongue in cheek. Like, and my, my goal is not to boss people around. <laughs> my band mates might disagree with that. Right. You know, there were times, you know, I, I presented it like this. Whenever I start a new band, it's like, okay, I've got, sometimes I've got very, very strong ideas about what I want this to be. Other times I won't. You know, and I'll be very honest about which one's which. Like sometimes I've got ah, I've got this baseline, and it's 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 got to be this, right? You know, but I mean, I I I still want their input. I want them to do it because it doesn't need. It's not my ego. It doesn't need to be all me. It's sure. just this music thing because I it was born from my head. Like I've got this idea of how this should sound or that should sound, or if like if I want a drum part with a hi hat, you know, open hat here, uh-huh. you know, I but I but I learned the language so I could we could work together and arrange together like that. It wasn't yeah. about like being this iron-fisted musical dictator where it must be this yeah, way or that way. Yeah, and it way. shouldn't be. I mean, it should be yeah. fun. You know, I yeah. think Chris and I started recording this record and we were like, well, you know, we would switch off. I'd be like, well, I'm going to play bass on this song or yeah. I'm going to play guitar, lead guitar on this. Or, you know, it became a thing of just like this fun project. We'd sit around and be like, all right, so I got yeah. this song. Let's try and play as many instruments as we can. I realized that I wasn't that great of a bass player and I'm definitely not a drummer and neither yeah. one of us can do it. So I was more than happy to like have guys come in, play. Um, I had written a couple bass lines, but that was it. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. you know, we had, we had the ideas down, but it was I'm more than happy to have people do it's, what it's they good. do. It's really good to have those flavors totally. from other people because it brings in, and it, and it takes your music in directions that you couldn't possibly yeah, imagine. Yeah, and they add their flavor and, and that becomes a part of it and it sounds, and it, takes it out of your own head you yeah know yeah what I mean? so would you guys play a song for us would sure you, would you've got the guitar here yeah. and you've got you've got all everything's all set up in here and um you know tell us what's this going to be we're going to do uh taking it out um okay also is, then this uh, will be on the new record this as well will be on correct? the new record okay um and it's the first song that val and i um started started singing together and we were singing in the house and i was like well why don't we record it so um this is that Okay, and this is Geronimo Getty, and we've got Aaron and Val here in our studio to play tracks from their forthcoming record, which will be called Darkness Hides when it comes out later yes. this year. Yeah. And uh, lay it on us, man. All right, here we go. out on me again The pieces of your day And breathe it while you walk through the door Spilling it all on the floor Taking it out on me again The traffic you can't shake The parts of life that you can't fake The things you try to erase Walk away and fade And you're a heavy weight Dragging through the lake I want to tell you that these moments will be so brief And give you some relief Don't you press your luck You've got your worries soaked in gin Look 
looking for someone to win And it's a lovely day to walk away and fit Tell you that these moments will be so brief and give you some relief. Very nice, ladies and gentlemen. That nice. is Aaron Kyle and Val McCann here from Geronimo Getty. We've got them live in our studio. My name is Joe Armstrong. I'm with you every Wednesday night, bringing you musicians and music and music industry visionaries to talk about how we're going to wrestle through the new model that doesn't exist in the music business. So um, that's on, it's on the new record. How many tracks on this record? There are six. Six. So it's yeah. more. It's, it's kind of like a like a it's long like a EP. long EP. Yeah, I I uh, I recorded. About uh, eight songs for the for the record, um, eight or nine. Okay. And uh, and there were three that just didn't work out. Um, yeah. We recorded a cover of Made in Japan by Buck Owens. Okay. And so I was like, well, I'm not going to try and get like the rights to that, and I'll just give that as like a free song. So that pared it down to six. Yeah. yeah. I, that's always good. You know, a lot of bands do that. You record a lot more songs than you think you're going to end up releasing because you don't know what's going to work. Yeah, you know, yeah. It's, it's an organic process. Yeah, I recorded the music for one song, and I had done the vocal a different way, and I started singing it lower, and I, I kind of liked it that way. I just couldn't make the decision on one of the songs, and I just yeah. was like, I, I'm not going to deal with that. It's such a funny thing when you're when you're self producing and you're you know you're the writer because you know when I did uh, my my first record there was a song on there that I really liked but I never I liked the version of it but I didn't feel like we really captured what I was going for right and then when I did my second record as we were you know the, we were playing new songs and going back through my old catalog once I had moved to L A and pl- picking songs out of my old catalog uh-huh. to play. The band loved this other tune, but it didn't. That arrangement of it didn't fit the new band, so we right. totally changed it around, capoed it way up high, this this different version of it, and we ended up recording it. And I actually like it better than the last version. And I had oh, this really? big decision. Like I had this big decision to make: Do I put this new version of this other song on my next record? Like it felt like it was right. too close to the other record. Uh-huh. It's, it's the same song, different key, you know, whole different arrangement of the stuff, but it still felt too much like. You know, too much like the last thing sure. to do on that. You know, yeah. There's a song, uh, "Pardon," uh, which uh, I wrote when I was in um, uh, in La Switch, and we had tried it in the, in the band, and we had tried to record it for our last record, and um, and for some reason it never felt right. And uh-huh. I was like, I'm gonna put that song on, on a record one of these days. And so it's finally on this, and it literally—I think it, we I've recorded that song probably about four times uh-huh. in four different studios, and finally got it right. Yeah, I think. Yeah, <laughs> I hope so. That was gonna be, actually that, that was going to be my next question. Was you know as you know songs for me it's like a birthing process. Right. You know sometimes it's painless and boop out comes totally. the song and it's like yeah. fully formed and ready for the world. Right. And other times it's like fighting tooth and nail to wrestle this thing into what it it wants to be. Like sure. It has a life of its own. You know have you ever like fought with a song before? Trying. I to have. Get it to... I have. I fought with many songs, and I always think that like the songs that I fight with, I usually don't keep. Okay. Because I think the songs that come naturally and that the melody comes um, kind of perfect and everything is happy, I think that that speaks to like the song itself. And I always think that like for some reason the songs that I really wrestle with, they're usually songs that later on down the line I'm not too crazy about Uh um, or they don't fit with what I'm trying to jive with on the record or whatever um but for the most part there have been songs where i've definitely wrestled there was a song that i spent you know six months you know writing you know different parts to it and everything and and then it finally worked out so yeah yeah. i think it works both ways i mean for me at least like there were songs that you know it was you know it's use the birthing metaphor it would be like like birthing a Mack truck. Right. You know, it's like, it doesn't fit and it's not the right size and it's kind of oddly shaped and it's difficult and it's diesel belching smoke and like, but yet it's, it's coming. Yeah. I have that, that that issue with like lyrics. I think that like I've written lyrics to some of these songs like 
four different yeah four different even like ideas you know what I mean? yeah and you're like that doesn't fit that just this yeah. sounds cheesy or something or, yeah. or whatever it is do you, know? you when you when you write like because I, I which comes easier for you like lyrics or music for you uh melodies and music definitely come easier and then the lyrics are are usually um, they're very tough because I want them to be very specific you, to the mood of, of the song. Uh, so. do, do you have gibberish that you sing? Because a lot of artists do. Oh yeah, yeah. I I will um I will sing. I I can make up words to any of these songs on the spot. Usually, I'm usually uh-huh. really good about making up like burr, 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 whatever. Uh-huh. Um, and it'll be you know I could sing the uh, an entirely different song, but it it wouldn't really make that much sense yeah. at all. Yeah. yeah. Now, does inspiration strike you like like it does me in the odd places? You know, where you'll be like on the 210. I you know, every once in a while, you know this uh, the new iPhone app that allows you to record uh-huh. yourself. So I've been using that to to do demos, but every once in a while I'll I'll like sing lyrics or I'll sing an idea and then I'll listen back to it two days later and it always sucks. <laughs> how, <laughs> how long do you think before a band or an artist releases an album recorded entirely on an iPhone? Because GarageBand is now available for the iPhone. Well, Damon Albarn, did, did, uh, the dude from Blur or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah from Gorillaz, right? Yeah, he did a whole record on, on his iPad. Yeah, well, but, but I'm, I'm going smaller. I'm going iPhones. I don't know about it's a whole coming. record. Uh, there was that band, uh, The 88. They uh-huh. did a whole song on uh, on their iPhone. Okay. Yeah. It's so, yeah, and so that it has like, happened. Yeah, and that was like about, uh, that was right when, that was two years ago when the iPhone okay. app, like the four tracks started coming out. Yeah, yeah, yeah but yeah. it wasn't an Apple branded thing. It was just like third party. It was just a third party four track app, yeah. but even so, it's pretty impressive. Yeah, well, de- well definitely. Are yeah. you are you a, home, a Pro Tools guy at home or what's your? I have a Pro Tools rig, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Do you, do you find the technology helps or hinders both or neither? Your, your creative process um i think it helps actually i i was never a big recording guy ever um i when i first started recording with the switch which was like the band that i started recording a lot with uh-huh. i really didn't like recording at all i didn't i didn't enjoy being in the studio i enjoyed playing live more you need to listen to the beatles more man. um i love the beatles and i love what they do and i yeah. love the fact that they were able to to do what they did. I, I never th- felt that I was um, ever on that par. So <laughs> who, who is, man? <laughs> so I think it was always really tough because I, you know, I obviously had ideas and I didn't know how to get there. Um, uh-huh. So I, that's, it's always been kind of a struggle for me okay. to record. And I think this, this new record has been a real eye opener. It's like the, what, what are the possibilities? Yeah. How do I do this? Um, learning how to use Pro Tools because I've never used Pro Tools yeah. in my life other than recording on this, this new record. So it was definitely like a learning experiment to to try and record a record by myself. And yeah. uh, our drummer used to handle all that stuff. So it was yeah. like, I just pushed the responsibility off, you know? Yeah, there's kind of like an either-or approach. Like you can let it be part of the creative process sure. or use it as a glorified tape machine or right. kind of like bridge <laughs> the gap a little bit. You yeah. Because if you want to be a purist about it, you can just, Excuse me. You can just use it as a glorified tape machine. Sure. Pull up your tracks. You know, hard drives cheaper than two inch tape in uh-huh. nowadays. So pull up all your tracks. Get your mic set up. Get your levels and go. Totally. And well, then that's how never that's... go back right. and edit. Never go back and touch anything. Just do it. You know, or you can. You can you sit. Know, and... you, you can sit and like make it. <laughs> do the Beatles thing. Make it part of the creative process. Right. You know, and you can get into it as much as you want. We were talking about this before the show started. To Steve Earle. His whole totally, phrase was, right. you know, a few years ago, he uh, his quote was, uh, you know, he tested positive for Pro Tools because, you know, up until then he like fought it. He was always an analog guy. But then, you know, he kind of saw the utility in it and made it creative for him even. Yeah, I definitely want to learn more. I think, uh, you know, I think learning about microphones and stuff has been really fun yeah. um, recently. I do... I think I have this like urge to do uh, more tape recording. Yeah. Um, so, uh, in my perfect world, I would probably just have, um, a tape machine and, and an analog board. Yeah, me too. I mean, I just, I, there's something that I really cherish about the simplicity of that technology. Um, and I've never done a record on tape, so I have no idea what, you know, pain it is, but. It keeps you honest. Yeah. You know, you can't, to go back and fix something, you actually have to go back and play it the right way. Yeah. You know, you can't just go, oh, we'll auto-tune that. Yeah, it's a lot of work. We'll automate that. It's work. Well, you got to be 
good at what you do or right. or like to take a lot of takes. There are evangelists. <laughs> yeah, there are evangelists who still maintain, you know, uh, drive-by truckers I know, all analog tape. Jason Isbell, who was part of that band, also right. all analog tape. But it's becoming fewer and fewer and fewer bands who are doing it that way. Yeah, I know a few bands in L.A., like the Radar Brothers. They yeah. he uh, uh, Jim Putnam records all all on tape, yeah. and you know he's he's very serious. But he but yeah. he just got a Pro Tools rig. So yeah. who knows? We'll it's see. a labor of love, man. <laughs> so let's and enough enough tech talk. You know, we I could geek out about this for the end of time. How about how about some more music? You guys? Sure. What, what else would you like to play for um, us? Man? What, I'm gonna do. Uh, I'm going to do a song called Blood and Sun, which I've been calling Foolish Nights for a while, but I, we just changed the name to it. So Okay. Um, and this will also so be on the forthcoming record, This right? will be. Yeah, it'll be on, dark, on Darkness Hides. Okay, I can't um, wait to hear it. So here we go. those foolish nights drinking to stay blind hometown victory looking straight at me the local valentines crosshairs in their sights they just won't among the celebrities There's no time Not looking back I don't mind What's coming next So pour this memory Let's just laugh for free we're on a winning streak, but don't you bet on me. There's cigarettes on the curb, familiar faces to learn. Yeah, they'll all take their turns to watch it crash and burn. There's no time. Not looking back I don't mind What's coming next Don't tell my mother I've been losing this round That's not what she wants Yeah, tell my father I'm as blood in the sun The one that he there's no use in proving that you're someone that you don't want to be Don't tell my mother I've been losing this round That's not what she wants Yeah, tell my father I'm his blood in the sun The one that he wants Don't tell my mother I've been losing this round That's not what she wants Yeah, tell my father I'm his blood in the sun The one that don't tell my mother I've been losing this round That's not what she wants Yeah, tell my father I'm his blood in the sun The one that he wants Don't tell my mother I'm his blood in the sun The one that he wants the one that he wants The one that he wants
Blood and Sun by Geronimo Getty from their forthcoming record, which will be called Darkness Hides, coming out sometime this spring, we hope, yeah, right? hopefully. And we don't, well, hopefully. Yeah, let's, let's think positively. <laughs> it right? will at some point. Yeah, we, yeah. We, we, we'll see the light of day. Definitely. Now, when you do this release, will this will you press CDs or vinyl or do an all-digital thing or combination? I think I'm just going to do vinyl. I think okay. uh, I'd like to press, like, uh, you know, a small run of vinyl and maybe some CDs. Okay. Um, it depends on how much I plan on touring on it, but because um, people like to buy CDs when you're on the road, yeah, um, they don't really. There isn't a lot of vinyl purchasing on the road, but yeah, um, it's a very it's it's a very cool market, but it's a very niche market. Yeah, yeah, and you go to small towns, and they're like, you know. I don't want vinyl. Yeah. I want a CD. Yeah. Son, I, I gave away my <laughs> turntable to my yeah. nephew. I don't want to see that. Sir, I got a CD player in my car, not a vinyl right. one. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that's the plan. So what's know, what's a small run to you, just out of curiosity? Like, Because there's certain price points like they try to kind of get you in at like 500 would, Yeah, it'll or, probably be between 300 and 500 Okay. Records. Yeah, depending on how much it is. Um, I know that vinyl is come down in price a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but it's still expensive. Yeah, it's it's kind of, you know, it's it's proliferating. Yeah. Again, and it's also, if I'm paying for it by myself, it's a little bit different than right. if a label wants to put it out and pay for the CDs and I'll pay for the vinyl or vice versa. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm more than happy to share the cost with anybody who wants to put it out. Yeah, and you've got, um, you've got a show coming up because you're do. doing like kind of a residency thing yeah sort i of. do i do uh a monthly over at a, a bar called 1642 in echo park um okay. it's over on temple which is a very unique place it's kind of like just a big room right with a yeah, bar yeah yeah basically yeah it's just like a, it's a big room um that uh it's kind of art deco okay reminds me of like a like a bar in brooklyn or something so it's, it's a very cool place and and really mellow um it's all it's just beer and wine uh-huh. um the uh, the folks that work there are very cool, and they've allowed us to the the one that owns the place has allowed us to do a monthly there on it's, Thursdays. It's nice to have a friendly place like that, like a safe port. You know, there there was a. When I was in Chicago playing regularly, like as I was building my band, there was a regular little Irish bar that we used to play right. in constantly, and they were very friendly to us. They loved having us there, yeah. which is kind of you, you're not accustomed to that as a musician. No, like you, you know, you're like, oh, the, the band is here, right, right. You know, it's a much different situation. It's like you're not even human, right? <laughs> well, yeah, on the on the bigger places or even you know other places where they don't want to pay you and all that stuff, so, right, right. You know, so I mean, do they do they pay you? They do. They do. They pay us and pay us in beers and pay us in, in monetary value. Yeah. So. Do they do they just kind of pay you out of the bar? Or do they charge yeah. to cover? That's that's yeah. really cool because we used to, you know, we would charge like a token cover, like like three bucks. Yeah. I just wanted it to be. I wanted it to be really mellow. You know, even if I don't get paid, I'd be more than happy to do it. You know, I think it's it's a cool. Th- it's it's in our neighborhood. It's our neighborhood bar, yeah. and it can feels like yeah, we could walk there. It's a couple blocks away. That's like a dream come true. It's awesome. I wouldn't want to walk with my gear, but yeah, um, yeah. but I really enjoy like having this neighborhood and like yeah. hoping to like sort of build a small community of people yeah. that just want to like go have a beer, or listen to some country music, and yeah. and have a good time, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that and that actually leads me to my next question, which is like this the c word, uh-huh. know, country music, <laughs> which is something that for some people is anathema, uh-huh. your anathema to their. Uh, to their life, like right. like all music except country and rap is a sentence I hear from, a, from so a lot of people. I always I always call BS on that. I, yeah, I don't believe that. Yeah, well, but there's there's kind of like I don't want to say there's good country and bad country, but there is kind of like like poppy uh, mass produced country. Just there like, is, you know, there is. It's like cookie cutter. It's like it's like a conveyor belt. Chunk, and the yeah. thing was most over. most Chunk, new country is pretty bad. Yeah, yeah. I, I I can't subscribe to a lot of new country. It's 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 definitely. You know, there was pop country in the seventies that was that was bad, but it was still kind of good. Like Randy Travis, almost. Yeah, yeah. So, or even yeah, or even into the yeah the eighties and nineties and, and stuff. And you're like, well, at least it's still country. Whereas like now, it just feels yeah. like a, it's, a it's, produced pop song. It's pop with pedal yeah, steels, is what totally, I call yeah. it now. It's a pop song with pedal steel and violin, is yeah. all it is. But for you, you know, I, I, as I was listening to your music and getting getting to know it. Um, you know, you're you're not afraid to carry that mantle at all. I mean, this is something like I feel like, you know, rock musicians through the years have always kind of flirted with country. Like the Stones had their uh, Sweet Virginia and uh-huh. Honky Tonk Women right. and uh, Sticky what, Fingers Days, you know, the, like uh-huh. that thing. And right. like Pink Floyd had pedal steel in it. Sure. And like 
all these bands kind of flirt with this sort of thing. You know, Graham Parsons called it cosmic American music or, you know, and then the 90s we had no depression uh, slash alt country, whatever right. you want to call it. So, I mean, how does country fit into what you're doing? Because it kind of is, kind of isn't. Was it something you were always inspired by or came to later? Like, how does it fit yeah, into your I've, world? I've always loved country music. I mean, there's, uh, you know, I've, I've always wanted to, I, it's weird because in, Earlier in my 20s, I was like, well, you know, if this rock thing doesn't work out, maybe I'll just play country. And Get that's a big always, hat. Yeah, it's just always been like a thought of mine. I was like, well, I just, I'll just go play country music because, you know, A, you can be old and be a country guy. It has a huge fan base. You know? Uh, I don't know. I've, I've always loved it. I've always... It's always come really easy to me. Like when I write music, it's yeah. usually acoustic guitar. Yeah. I don't write with an electric guitar. I don't write with, a, with like... A, uh, a delay in mind yeah, yeah, or yeah. like a chorus pedal. yeah or whatever that is you know like i don't write like thing well i'm gonna break this apart in like 10 different ways and okay and re-spit it out it's just chords it's chords and a melody yeah. and so i've always enjoyed the aspects of country music because yeah. it's like simple songs that tell a story yeah and you know you get you know the idea of what somebody's feeling or it's it's a story about their life and even if it isn't like you know, most country music, you know, isn't written by the performer, right? Um, or at least the Nashville stuff. And so, you know, but those guys convey that that this is their life, and they yeah. convey that 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 they're feeling this. And I think that that's that's really important, just in music yeah. in general. I think that has to be the best gig in music, being like a, a Nashville hit yeah. master. Me, yeah, like me someone too. who's got a bunch of hits under their belt, because then they don't, they're not like under the gun. Right. You know, right. they've had their big hit. They can just chill. And, they've got and their just name recognition, the and they can keep writing because yeah. they've got the name recognition, and they can get their music to artists who are big, because those those artists will rotate in and out of favor. But they can sit home and yeah, get a sore wrist from signing checks. Right. And just you know, enjoy life, you know, like yeah. enjoy like, you know, having kids and like getting yeah. to spend time being with them. Being a real human yeah, being. Yeah, being, yeah, totally. Having a family or whatever it is. Not like having you, to go on tour, which is something, you know, there's that or whole do, like, Or do crazy interviews all day long or, right. or, or, or like be in photo shoots all day right. or, you know, be on the box of a serial you right. know, or whatever, you know, yeah. maybe, maybe musicians get, aren't on boxes. Get cereal, fat and bald <laughs> and just write your tunes, man. Yeah, I don't know maybe musicians are on boxes, cereal, but, you know, you get the idea. Yeah, the Michael Jordan. <laughs> box yeah. I, don't, I, I don't know that I've ever seen uh, Jay Farrar from Uncle Tupelo on a box of Wheaties. I would buy it, though. I would buy it, too. I love that guy. The guys who I've always emulated the most, or the guys that I always respected the most, was a guy like John Hyatt, right. who is a writer. Totally. Has... You know, hits covered, you know, people have covered his tunes forever in a day. Yeah. And, but yet I bet he can probably go to the mall. Right. And not, people would not know who he is yeah. at all. I feel the same way about Leon Russell. Leon Russell. Who I know. love. And, you know, I'm, I don't know if he can go to a mall and people not notice him, but just because <laughs> yeah. he's very, he's got yeah. a very specific look going on. Yeah, yeah, but. Yeah. You know, it's the same idea. He gets to live his life and yeah. live off the checks. You know, so that's, that's what I've always he aspired to and and failed miserably <laughs> at doing. But then the show's not over. You know, yeah. I'm I'm still I'm still. Kicking. I just I gotta write and I have to play music and and there's nothing else that I can do. So yeah. I mean I could, I have a job and I'm good at it. But I think you know at the end of the day when I wake up in the morning I'm like I just want to write music. So it's you know, a it's a compulsion. Yeah, and it's and it's gonna probably be country music or folk music or Americana yeah. or however you want to say it. You yeah, know, yeah. that's the music that's coming out of me. So, given that, how do you how do you feel like you fit? Because the L.A. scene, you've got like the hard rock thing, then you've got like the there's like the Bakersfield kind of thing, and then like the really big indie thing, like the Silver Lake Echo Park indie thing. Like, how do you fit in in this scene? Well, I think you know it's like the Silver Lake indie scene and all that. It's all very forgiving. I think that there's um, you know, there's there's plenty of bands that have alt country tints to them. There's bands that you know are are bluesy. There's bands that you know, you know, sound like kind of like Coldplay or whatever. You yeah, know, there's yeah. bands that like you know can go in different directions or sound like the Smashing Pumpkins or whatever it is. Like there's bands that like sort of vibe off of other things. And there used to be a really good like cohesive sort of scene going on, but that's sort of broken apart and these different bands, but. I think that's kind of indicative of modern music in general, though, because now 
you know, now you can create everything in your bedroom. So, and there's no record store to go to to have a bin to be in. Right. You don't have to fit this cookie cutter thing totally. as much as you ever used and I to think have to. Like, yeah. You, but yeah, and, and it's not like where where it used to be where you would play a show you know, on the Sunset Strip in the 80s and you'd be playing with a metal band, a ska band, and like uh, <laughs> yeah. and a rock band. And you it know? would be the same musicians. Yeah. <laughs> the two yeah. out of the three um, But it, it's it's sort of, you know, I think the indie stuff is is more forgiving in that manner where you can have a rock band and a country band on the same night. It's not going to feel yeah. too out of step and too weird. You know, they're all wearing the same shoes and yeah. and jeans anyway. So it's not like, you know... I'm, I'm walking around with a 20-gallon hat. Yeah, this isn't the type of time where you have to have a hat to play country <laughs> yeah. music. Yeah, and there isn't a big country scene here. There's there's the art country scene in Silver Lake that does like the Grand Ole Echo, and there's a lot right. of those bands. So there are bands that are doing this music, and you know you can go down to the Cinema Bar. I think they're still doing country music there. Uh, there's a place in Burbank that that has like honky tonk shows, and um, so I think. There's still elements of that in LA. It's just you just gotta find it and, yeah. and find your place. The the Redwood Bar has has uh-huh. a lot of country bands play there. Um, and your and your last band, you said it's Le Switch. You uh-huh. said? And what what was that very stylistically different from what you're doing now, or was it yeah, close? Yeah, it was more pop. It was definitely like a, a pop band. It was like uh, it felt like you know there there was still there were times when. Like our second record was very much like a Leon Russell kind of like swampy rock kind yeah, of yeah. stuff, um, and then it it started definitely going into a different direction. Um, where on our last record it was more like Doctor Dog or more oh, yeah. like like Beetle Pop. It was like yeah. it was very much um, in that world. So big fan of the Doctor Dog. Yeah, I like those the Dog. Are, those are, yeah, those guys are those great. guys are awesome. But they also do like folky stuff. Yeah. a lot on their records. Uh, it's. I, I also think that's something that's very. I don't want to say popular because I don't even know what that means anymore. But it's something that's very. It's something that's happening a lot. Is these younger bands? They're pulling from so many different places, and it's not unusual for them to have influences from right. all over. Like Beck is, I think, a classic example of that. Sure. Where he'll do an album that sounds almost like the, you know leans towards the Beastie Boys, like right, straight up right. like rap almost. But then. In the same song, he'll have a vibra slap and an acoustic dobro, and then, uh, you know, and then he did Sea Change, right? Which, which was like a Nick Drake record. It's a great breakup you know, record, and you know, I, he's. I, it's not that I'm the biggest Beck fan in the world, but I have so much respect for that guy and his courage to bring all these disparate elements together yeah. and make it cohesive somehow. And he, and he started off as like a folk guy. Yeah. Sitting in, you know, like uh, the Onyx or whatever yeah. and, and Los Feliz. And He's a like, Highland Park guy, I think. He grew up in Highland Park, if I if I remember correctly. Yeah, I think he did. Yeah, Pasadena or Highland Park. Yeah. Anyway, enough to talk about Beck. More music. Can we hear more, <laughs> more your music? Do you, have, do you have more music for us? Yeah, for us yeah I'll, I'll play some more music. Um, I'm, can I do a cover? Absolutely. Do you mind? Not at I'm all. I'm going to do this uh, cover by Guy Clark. Just leave $5 on the thing there for Guy. <laughs> yeah. He can give me a call um, if he has a problem. So what is this? What is this? Uh, this song's called Broken Hearted People. Okay. Um, and this is on, I believe it's his second record, maybe his third, but somebody gave this to me um, at, for my birthday last year, and they uh, they gave it to me on vinyl, uh, my buddy Duke. Is this an old song or a newer song? Old song. It's like a 70s song. Uh, and yeah. He's a Texas guy. and um, Those guys know their way around a song. Yeah. Yeah, and I really like the song. I just dig it. And this whole record, we've been listening to a lot at the house, and, and I was like, I really want to cover one of the songs on this record. So this is the one I learned. Awesome. Let's hear so it. So here it goes. Broken-hearted people Always seem to drink Trying to drown those sorrows Ain't as easy as you think Living with a liar Is a hard old way to go Laughing just to keep from crying Ain't no way to grow So take me to a barroom driver Set me on a stove If I can be a man, I'm dead If I'll be a fool 
Say that whiskey ain't the best way But then I ain't too smart Think I just found out She was lying from the start So if this is nothing but a bad joke Looking for a laugh Hold on to your lampshade, darling Cause I'm looking for a hand So take me to a barroom driver Set me on a stool If I can be a man then If I'll be a fool So get this taxi moving I got no time to lose There's no time to be choosy Any bar will do So I'm looking to get silly And I'm looking to get loose That don't get it done I come looking for you So take me to Barroom driver Set me on a stool I can be a man today If I'm here Yeah, take me to A barroom driver Set me on a stool I can be a man today If I'm Aaron Kyle from Geronimo Getty here on Independence Day. That was good, Guy Clark tune. Yeah, and I saw you know I uh, I saw Guy Clark at the Hardly Strictly Bluegrass Festival oh, did you? up in San Francisco. He's fantastic, of course. Uh-huh. And I wanted to bring that. I want to tie this in because we lost Warren Hellman, the guy who invented, uh, created, and funded the Hardly Strictly Bluegrass Festival oh, every really? single year since it started. He's the in, you wow. know he's the inception of this. Uh, he's such a unique guy, you know. Um, it's almost call him an industrialist, you know, very, right. very, 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 very wealthy man. Huh. Um, paid for the entire thing every single year. Has set up a trust fund going forward to keep, you know, keep the thing the going. going. We That's lost cool. him December 18th, oh. and he, uh, after a long battle with, uh, not sure what he was suffering from, but, uh, really but we sad. lost Warren Hellman. So here's to uh, him, and Guy yeah, Clark is a guy that you'll totally. see up there. Uh, and here's to Warren Hellman. So he did he did wonderful things for music. Yeah. Um, such an incredible human being. So we're running a little short on time, but I'd love. Do you have right. another song that you can play for us uh, before sure. we get sure. out of here? I'd love to hear more music yeah, before we wrap here. this up. Um, what's the uh, what have what I played? Oh, I'll do I'll do a song that's not on the record. How about that? That would be awesome. All right, this is a song that I just wrote recently. Oh, brand spanking new. Is this, was, is, is this the world premiere? Uh, this is the world premiere. I haven't played it for anybody. Yet, I actually, love having so. world premieres on this show. So what is this called? Uh, this is called The Devil's Theft. Awesome. Let's hear it, man. Um, so we'll see how it goes. And if you feel like there's nothing left And your time is the devil's theft If you feel misunderstood And you don't deserve to feel too good You just stand there Stand there waiting You standing there Stand there waiting Waiting to be taken away And if you feel like there's no escape No direction or enlightened way And if you feel like you can't forgive Yourself for the life you live You're just standing there Standing there waiting You stand there Stand there waiting 
waiting to be taken away Waiting to be taken away There's no intermission No time for new lessons There's a place where you can feel just right Take the moment and then breathe alright And if you feel like you've shut down You've become the saddest clown if you feel like you're just sad And can't really change or even stop You just stand there Stand there waiting You stand there Stand there waiting Waiting to be taken away Waiting to be taken away. Very nice, man. Thanks. Aaron Kyle with a brand spanking new brand song. Spankin I new. love doing that. That's so great. Yeah. I feel I feel like the luckiest guy in the world <laughs> here in like a brand new song on my radio show. Well, there it is, man. Very cool. Well, thank you. Merry <laughs> yeah. Christmas to me and all of our <laughs> listeners. That was really good. Thanks. And I'm and I'm a sucker. I'm a sucker for twangy music. Uh, I I've, I don't know. I don't know where it came from. I didn't grow up listening to it. Um, it's somewhere along the line. It just seemed like the most honest thing right. going on. You know, it was like had the best elements of rock and the best elements of honest songwriting. Yeah, and it was all kind of mixed together in a bowl. And then when the all country thing happened, that's when I went really crazy for totally. it. Yeah. Um, you know, I felt like they they took over the mantle for what country should be or used to be. Yeah, yeah, and also I think they speak to a different generation of people that yeah that, that get to learn about music uh, or country music in a different way. You yeah, know it's I mean? like it's, ur- not- it's like urban country, but not urban like slick it's urban in that it's like young college educated white kids yeah listening to country music yeah. that's the music they got into totally that's music that's certainly that fits my demographic <laughs> to a t man so and tell me so from when people want to learn about you and what you're up to you've got a couple different websites here that i think i've got correct me if i'm wrong you're on the facebook i am on the which facebook. is facebook.com slash geronimo getty correct which is the traditional spelling g-e-r-o-n-i-m-o G-E-T-T-Y, Geronimo Getty. Uh-huh. And also GeronimoGetty.com. Yes. Anywhere else that we should know about? I, I'd look for you uh, on MySpace. But there's I, a I Bandcamp page. I think it's Bandcamp. Okay. It's like GeronimoGetty.Bandcamp.com, which I don't update very often. Um, it's got some older stuff on okay. there. Um, I don't think I've made a MySpace page. Okay. I didn't. I don't think MySpace is available anymore, is it? Uh, <laughs> it, it? I think it does. It's mostly music. That's why I looked for you there. It's, oh, mostly, it's, it's the purview of musicians Sorry. these days. Yeah, it's bad. all those blinking kitty things. That I just. Me I think I there. stopped checking the old band's MySpace page because we kept on just getting inundated with like yeah. bad requests from random people. And I was like, ah, I'm not going to deal with this anymore. Yeah, the kitties and bunnies and unicorn <laughs> crowd. <laughs> yeah. um, and uh, so, and then when the record comes out, they'll be able to get it. Where will you, it'll be like in record stores. And it'll, it'll be in local you do an iTunes stores. thing too? Yeah, it'll be on iTunes. It'll be on Amazon. It'll do all that. Um, okay. So yeah, it'll be available on every online, uh, you know, awesome. host or whatever. Yeah, if you it's store. funny if you get in through CD Baby, like it, it goes everywhere. No, that's what yeah, that's what I did with the last record. Yeah. It was awesome. It's just like you press one button and it yeah. goes everywhere. They make yeah, that's nice. It's like the Apple yeah. of online sales. It it's is. Like it's turnkey, which is nice. And this is a very low hanging fruit question, but what is the origin of the name? Uh, well, it was more of a joke that um, got out of control. Um, a friend of mine. Um, uh, who runs a label, um, he and I were talking and he was like, yeah, well, we should just create this artist and call him Geronimo Getty and we'll put some face paint on him and we'll we'll do this whole yeah. bio thing and, you know, we'll make this whole story about this guy. Like and, the monkeys. Yeah, or, or you know, you know, pick your artist. You know, I think Jandek did that or he's just like this weird guy. Like, is Or what really was Garth weird. Brooks' alter ego? Yeah, Chris was, Gaines. Yeah, Chris Gaines, yeah. <laughs> it was just an idea. It was like a joke and then I was – and. So I was thinking about names for this project, and I could have gone by Aaron Kyle, um, which I like that name. Obviously, yeah, it's my it's a good rock and roll. It's name. my name, um, but I really like the idea of having a group name because then I can just invite people, and it doesn't yeah. have to be Aaron Kyle and the Silhouettes or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. It could be a name that I can continue on and and promote, and yeah, um, it can be I can be a little 
away from it. Yeah, you know? yeah. It's, it's, it's anonymity. Yeah, allows you to be what you have, whatever you want totally, it to be. Totally. So, and com- upcoming, if you got the, the that kind of like monthly residency, yeah, sixteen forty two in Echo Park every see, second Thursday. Every second Thursday, we uh-huh. look forward to coming out and seeing you yeah, guys. Yeah, thank you so much for having me on the show. It's been my absolute it's pleasure. Been fun. And will you have other musicians playing with you at some of these shows? Oh yeah, there's always musicians playing with us. There will be a guitar player and possibly a drummer and uh, the girl who played uh, Morgan, who played uh, uh, violin and uh-huh. viola on the record. Uh, she's been playing with me. She played on the last uh, show, so hopefully she'll come out and play again. Um, so yeah, there's there's going to be plenty of musicians. Very nice. Yeah, so Aaron, I, I wish you guys the absolute best in cool. 2012. I hope lots of success and come back and see us. You know when I the will. record I'd comes out, to. keep I would us love keep to. us abreast of when you're playing because cool. I will we'll make sure everybody knows about that. So thanks. Uh, my name is Joe Armstrong. Like I said, next week on Independence Day. We are very, very happy to have genuine journeyman folk singer Mr. Joe Jenks will be joining us live in our studio. Thanks again to Aaron Kyle and Valerie McCann from Geronimo Getty. Also to the Independence Day staff, Dale Tanksley and Wayne Topinski, and to Valentina Rivera from Lancer Radio. For Independence Day, I'm Joe Armstrong. Please be good to one another.